You're listening to Running Around Charlotte, presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon, the Queen City's premier road race experience. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. Now, here are your hosts for the Running Around Charlotte podcast, Tim Rhodes and DCD Casey. How is your relationship with food and exercise? How are you feeling after stay-at-home orders that kept you out of the office or at your usual focus? All right, I'll start that sentence over. How are you feeling after stay-at-home orders that kept you out of the office or your usual social circles? Do you want to talk about it? Well, Julia Kuhnley is someone who you can talk to. She's a therapist who takes a holistic approach to helping you sort out your feelings and fears and move forward in a positive way. She's here today on Running Around Charlotte to share some insights about how to deal with stress right about now. Juliet, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing okay, guys. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And we have D.C. Lou Casey <laughs> on the other mic this morning. D.C., thanks for being here. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> Juliet, before we got on... <laughs> Before you got on, you, you said that you were living your best quarantine life. I've got to know what that's like. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was just revealing to you guys that seriously, this quarantine life is me locked in my bedroom, hoping the children don't pound on the door or come in. Um, I do have my Peloton in my bedroom though. So that's what, that's my escape throughout the day, but mm -hmm. I'm just trying to do my best one day at a time, like everybody else during this unprecedented time. Ah, yeah. Unprecedented uh -huh. time. Is, that's right. It is definitely a tough time for a lot of folks right now. We're hearing a lot about mental health from being disconnected with our routines, sure. especially in kids. What have you been telling people to help them cope? Oh, that's right. Um, yes, it has been an incredibly busy time because uncertainty is the foundation for anxiety, right? And so this pandemic and this quarantine is, is everything is so uncertain around it, right? How long is it going to last? What does it really mean? How seriously should we take it? Um, everybody kind of has different levels of um, kind of how they're responding to it. So <clears throat> the best advice I, I, I feel that I have for people is to try to maintain some sense of structure and consistency. And in that, I think we have to understand what's in our control and what's out of our control. So we try to just put our focus on that, which is in our control. And then we kind of have to have just this radical acceptance of that, which is out of our control to be able to just, that's kind of a fancy way of saying it is what it is, right? <laughs> to, be able, to be able to just really accept that and let that go and keep our focus and attention on um, the things that we, we have more control over. So giving more structure and consistency to our day makes it feel like there's more direction, gives us that semblance of, of safety and predictability mm -hmm. and so forth. So that's, that's I think, what kind of kicks it off and, and helps us feel like um, we're not just aimlessly roaming around in all of this uncertainty. People, yeah. people like routines and they, and, right. and they like structure, right? By and large, and, and they're, yes. you know, we're creatures of habit. You know, I like to get up. I have a routine in the morning. Uh, running is part of that. It's for me, therapeutic. It's Absolutely. my time alone just to kind of think and uh, flesh through some things. But, um, you know, we don't, you're, you're right. We don't like the uncertainty and, and, uh -huh. and it's not just, it's not here for a week. It's here for, we don't even know how long it's here for. That's yeah. right. So, and especially, you know, teens, teens don't realize it, but they also crave structure. 
and, and predictability and boundaries and uh, adolescents and teens. And so I encourage parents to remember that all along and that especially, you know, in the beginning, it was kind of fun. There was something, you know, those of us that were privileged enough to, <clears throat> to have that attitude of, okay, like we don't, we don't have to go to school and we get to, you know, wear pajamas and all that. Um, but then that kind of wore off. And, and so that's when we realize we do need to get back to that routine and, and being really focused on mm -hmm. what self-care looks like in that. Yeah. Now, I think, like, uh, every, like you uh, said, routine, everybody's routine has changed. Uh, how has what I mean, this is you didn't begin being a therapist when quarantine and, <laughs> and COVID started. How mm -hmm. has what you do changed and how have the questions that you're asked and the and the I guess the situations you're presented with? How has all that changed? How are you oh. addressing that with, with folks? That's a great question. Um, whew, so flexibility is the name of the game during all of this. Mm -hmm. I'm very fortunate that people can handle my last minute texts or emails like, oh my gosh, now the kids are in a virtual camp at this time. Can I move you to this time or whatever? So I think just that mm -hmm. flexibility has picked up for everybody. I mean, we just have to have so much grace and flexibility and understanding with each other. Um, I'm, I'm talking about this quarantine and this pandemic all day, every day with people. Um, so, I mean, you know, people already had, like you said, people have already had the stuff that we've been working through and just mm -hmm. general anxiety, depression, mood stuff. Um, and, and then this is woven into all of that. And so it's just a lot of kind of validating that we're in it together. Um, that it's temporary, even though we don't know when the end date is that, that it is temporary, that we are all in it together. Um, but yeah, I mean, the conversations always end up back, you know, something about quarantine and the pandemic. <laughs> um, but just like any time throughout, you know, therapeutic work with people, um, a, an intervention in mental health care, a truly mm. important intervention in mental health care has to be um, physical fitness and exercise. And so I have definitely continued to emphasize and reinforce that to people, mm -hmm. um, the importance of that, particularly in a time like this. Yeah. Now, do you, and how do you address that with someone? I, I, obviously, I don't know what your client base looks like, but sure. how do you address that with someone who is new to the game and you're like, you know what, you really should be physically active. What? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're like, oh, that's not my jam. How do you, yes. especially yeah, from afar, since I'm presuming you're doing this all via Zoom anyway. Yeah, that's right. Everything is teletherapy. Um, I always gauge in my initial assessments with people what their relationship is with, as you mentioned in the intro, with food and exercise and all of that, because yeah. one of my specialties is, um, you know, eating disorders, disordered eating, body image issues, self-esteem, mm -hmm. like all of that lumped in. Um, and so that is part of my assessment is to gauge someone's relationship with it. And what I mean by that is I think it's, it's helpful to externalize it in that way. So when you consider what your relationship is with something, and it doesn't just have to be a food and exercise, what's your relationship with anxiety? Um, what's your relationship with the mirror for those people who have body image issues or so forth? It allows uh -huh. us to more clearly see if there's, you know, a power dynamic in the relationship, for example, or an unequal mm -hmm. partnership or implicit rules, some kind of rigidity, or, can, you know, on the other end of it to, to highlight if there's a healthy dynamic, um, if it aligns with one's values, if, it, if it's a reciprocal relationship, so one that's fulfilling and fun and rewarding. So when I understand what someone's relationship is with it, then I, under, then I can better assess how to um, help them find the intrinsic motivation around it. So if someone has a super unhealthy relationship with exercise for whatever reason it is, um, then that's going to take a lot more work to figure out how to help them see what's rewarding about it. 
Um, so for example, when you're talking to somebody with disordered eating or issues like that, um, they might feel totally beholden to exercise and it's a super unhealthy relationship because it's all about compensating for calories or it's, it's like a chore. <laughs> so we try to shift that dynamic and that relationship into one that becomes about recognizing how it impacts positively impacts your mood and you do movement because it's fun and because you appreciate how your body moves and that shift in the dynamic becomes um, just the powerful motivator then for, Oh, okay. I, I get to choose to do this. It doesn't have the power over me, but now I have found something that I enjoy doing. I love to feel my body move. I'm so grateful for it. And I see all the rewards that come from that mm -hmm. as far as how it impacts my mental health. You know, in, in one of our previous pod, podcasts, we were talking to Aaron Dodge about how we tend to compare ourselves so much with other people. And for him, it specifically was, you know, comparing your performance to their performance. And I That's think, right. you know, you brought up the the issue of body image. Mm -hmm. And so in, in so many ways, I think that is... Um, that that is such a default mindset for us is to compare ourselves to someone else versus mm -hmm. comparing ourselves to who our best person can be who can mm. we how can i be my best and let that be the standard versus comparing ourselves are are there some tricks of the trade so to speak mm -hmm. is there some advice or wisdom you can impart on our audience about how to set that aside and just focus on our relationship to ourselves mm -hmm. and um, yeah. how to be our best. Sure, I love that because that we are, as humans, I mean, we, we're we're wired to want to connect to each other, and um, and there is this kind of survival mechanism in that, and so it's natural for us to compare to each other. Um, it's how we we you know kind of rose. To the top I back in the day, right? I mean, so it's it's natural and normal to do that. So I always want to just validate that it's not necessarily just stemming from some deep-seated insecurity in you. It's it's you know it's natural that we do that. And I do a lot of values work in my work with um, clients because again, just to stay on this example, let's say we really dig into that body image piece, and someone realizes and I'm putting this very simplistically for the podcast of just, you know, somebody realizes, you know what, that's a societal value, this whole body image thing. <laughs> I realize mm -hmm. that I've been subscribing yeah. to this societal value that it matters what I look like, or that thin is in, or as thin is the, the, the only ideal or whatever it is. And when we can really identify that's not actually a personal value to me, then we can kind of separate from that a little bit and start to reject that as the value. And then, you know, then we are able to focus on what really is the value to me. So instead of it being that body image or that physical appearance ideal, it's, uh, you know, mental wellness or connection to others. Mm -hmm. And then in that, when I realize, oh my gosh, joining this running group or whatever, I'm connecting with others. I'm getting that benefit of the physical movement that taps into my values. So then I'm less focused on a, what I look like or B how it compares to what others look like or what others see. Um, it's more about how that is really fulfilling and rewarding for me because it's aligned to my values. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, yes, it does. does. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it does. It, but I, but I also think it's the other perspective of this is for us to not be so judgmental of others and to be mm -hmm. um, affirming and encouraging and 
try to inspire other people. And, you know, I'm out on the Greenway every morning and I, I, I like to, for the part of the Greenway that I run, I like to think of myself as the mayor of the Greenway because <laughs> part of my job being out I there, love that. I like, I like to say hi to people and good morning and way to go, you know, and, and, and keep going, you know, you can do it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how fast they're running or even if they are running, the fact that they're out there walking, it doesn't matter how big or small they are or how fast or slow. Yes. It matters that they're out there. And I want to encourage everyone I come in contact with to keep going. You know, you can do a great job. Way to go. Have a great day. And just those words of encouragement from from other people, from us. So if you're listening to this and you kind of are one of those who looks at people out of the corner of your eye and you kind of go up and down and <laughs> like, hmm, they're a little bit soft in the belly. They got a muffin top or whatever. It's like, don't do that. Don't do that. Just right. encourage, go up and say, hey, great to see you this morning. How you doing? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that takes a lot of pressure off the other person to try to measure up to what we think as their peers they could or would or should be that's beautiful i mean wouldn't that be such an ideal way to approach so many things right so that it doesn't it feel good when you're when you're that person giving that encouragement too i mean you end up just feeling better being the being the cheerleader too so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because because then i'm that guy that you know as soon as i wave at somebody somebody goes zooming by me and i'm like oh i'm not so fast myself (laughs) (laughs) there you go there you go and my knees hurt and i you know i feel a little bit you know um I, I, I feel all those same things, you know, you kind of measure up and it's like, look, right. I'm out here and I'm going to not do that. I'm, my goal was to run six miles today and I'm, that's my goal. And once I achieve it, yeah. I'm, I, I check and I'm, I'm on to the next thing. So yeah, that, that story explains a lot about the restraining order that Tim has on the greenway, <laughs> but uh... the mayor, <laughs> yeah, like, the mayor of the totally... greenway. Yeah, totally different story. Uh, but but it's, but it, it's only a small section, right? <laughs> it's only a small, a very small It's been section. reduced over time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I think there yeah. are signs out there now that say beware of you know, but and, and but they may or may not have Tim's picture on them. But I can correct I can correct that later. Um but but it, but that is it I love the idea of that. Uh, and I and I do the same thing and I, I think runners are great about that. Uh, you know, headphones or not, where they uh-huh. give each other the, yes. the the high signs or the thumbs up or the attaboys, you know, you, not actually the attaboys, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think runners are great at that. Um, and, yep. you know, I think they, they just, just one of those things where, where runners mm-hmm. like to get together. Runners like to congregate. They like, whether it's, yes. you know, for the actual competition or just for the camaraderie or as Tim likes to say, for the cause as well, the three C's that make people want to get together and run. Um, what are you telling people or what can you tell people uh, who are missing that opportunity mm-hmm. to get together in groups and have that shared experience? What are you telling them or what can you tell them to help yeah. them get through that? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, because that is one of, when we talk about what are the mental health benefits to exercise, that is right. a big part of it is that social mm-hmm. component um, and how that boosts our confidence and it helps our self-esteem and all of that. So, huh, um, you know, I, uh, what I have found, because um, I got this Peloton at the beginning of quarantine, being able to be in those classes and feel at least like you're still part of a community, Mm -hmm. um, you know, even though it's through the screen is so important. 
um, because at least you feel like you're part of something and you can give those high fives on the leaderboard and, and still kind of do that. Um, I think people have also gotten really creative with how community looks right now. So um, I, I'm, you guys would be able to speak to that as far as how people could find maybe some of those um, running groups, whether it's through social media or, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I know that that is something I encourage people to do is to actively seek that out, to be open to it looking different and to being more creative with what that is. But maybe you just start uh, sharing your, your goals and your times or whatever with even just one friend and you guys just kind of check in on each other. So there's that accountability um, throughout the day or the week or whatever it is um, just to give each other that little nudge and that encouragement. Um, When you're out there running now, it does feel a bit lonelier, even though everybody's out there, but you're having to swing wide to avoid everybody. And, you know, it's, (laughs) it's just, it's weirder, but I think maybe going out of your way to give those thumbs ups or, um, whatever it is, uh, you know, exaggerating it so that they can see you across the road and just kind of, I think anything that communicates again, the message of we're all in this together and we're all trying to figure it out together. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Juliet, we've talked, go ahead, Dan, I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say, we, we've talked a lot about exercise and, and that component. And just before we go, I wanted to touch a little bit on food and the things we eat and what we put in our bodies. And are there, is, is there any, no pun intended, low-hanging fruit that we can focus on that would be, you like what I did? I, I'm, yeah. You know, full of those today. Um, <laughs> like, hey, if you could eliminate three things from your diet and bring in and incorporate three things, not only physically will you feel better mentally, the, the, the component of those foods will, will help you with having a better outlook during our day. Sure. So I am adamantly opposed to any sort of restrictive (laughs) diets. So it's not about what what we should take away. It's, it's because my, our philosophy, my philosophy is all foods fit in moderation. Our brains, our bodies need everything. So even those things that are often labeled as bad or stay away from. So our brain needs carbs. Um, we need good fats. We, you know, all of that. So, um, bacon, Yes. Everyone needs bacon. Yes. So it's all about moderation and balance, right? I mean, so I think the important thing in this, in this part of the conversation is to understand that all of the, the sciencey stuff about what exercise does for our brains and the release of certain neurotransmitters that um, help boost our mood and all of that is independent of food. I think it's so individual as well. I mean, you just kind of have to again, when you think about what's your relationship with food and your body, you have to understand how your body feels when you eat certain things or knowing what your body needs to, to nourish it, to, to be able to um, have the endurance to run the race or whatever it is. So that goes back to kind of tying in everything we've talked about today that cannot be in comparison to someone else or just based on some kind of fad article you read online. Um, you got to be really in touch and in tune with listening to your body's cues about hunger, um, injury, rest, when you need all of those things, because your body knows, you know, and we've gotten so out of touch with listening to it. We want to listen to all these experts and all these things. And that's, you know, that has its place as well, but being able to understand that your body knows what it's doing. You just kind of have to trust that process and get back in touch with that. Trust the process. I love it. That is excellent advice. Now, (laughs) Juliet, before we let you go again, thank you for joining us on the running around Charlotte podcast. Uh, 
any resources that you would point folks to, and how could we get in touch with you should we want to engage with you further? Yes, um, there is one book in particular I've um, been thinking about since you guys asked me to be on, and it's, I don't know if you've ever talked about it. It's called Spark, S-P-A-R-K, by John Rady, by John Rady, and it's about um, exactly what we're talking about, um, mental health, physical fitness, and, and, and he actually talks about um, kind of starting with even just the youth. So he talks about the school district in Chicago, how they transformed this inordinate amount of students with like the lowest test scores um, into kind of the smartest students in the nation. And, and so he talks about wow. that, that connection between fitness um, as a lifestyle, not just as in sports, but how it impacts mm-hmm. us as holistically. So that is a wonderful, wonderful resource. Um, I can be found at Sun Counseling and Wellness, Sun, like Juliet is the sun, he, he, he. Um, suncounselingandwellness.com. Right and on. yeah, thanks so much for having me. This was great. Thank you, Juliet. Absolutely. Juliet, Kieranly, thank you so much. Appreciate you joining us on the Running Around Charlotte podcast. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Registration for the November 16th Novon Health Charlotte Marathon, Half Marathon, Relay, 5K, and One Mile events is available now at runcharlotte.com. Running Around Charlotte with your hosts, Tim Rhodes and Jeffrey Cooper, is produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. Listen for new episodes of Running Around Charlotte, released every week.